Carlos Seamheads, come on out here to the porch. It's a hard 90 BOB edition. Mike Sussman and CJ coming on in here, meeting on the mound and the meeting of the minds here. All baseball conversation. We talk high school in the state of West Virginia. We also get into uh, parents bringing Gatorades from the stands into the dugout. We'll, we'll get all into that. We'll also talk a lot on the NL Central this afternoon. 24 hours away. Rejoicing heads. Opening day is on your calendar. We cannot wait to get into this baseball season. So you guys know what to do. It's in the morning. Grab that coffee. Feel south. It's in the evening. Grab a drink and come on back. It's time for a hard 90 on the porch. Let's go. Well, is back for a little hardball edition. Mike in the chair. CJ back here as well. Out the portal. We're talking baseball. So, yeah, so I, glad, I'm, a, glad I'm to off have the injured list. Off the injured right, list. You're off the IL. Yeah. It's, yeah. CJ must have had a little, had a little, uh, little injury. Probably a hangnail, honestly, <laughs> on, on on the pinky finger. Um, now, if you're a pitcher, maybe that could affect you. But you know, that sounds like CJ. You Hey, hey, you know, when you sign the big time deal, you can't take any kind of risk. Oh, <laughs> hold on, excuse me. You know you're playing for a small market club, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's your point. Yeah. Um, so, fellas, let's, let's kind of, uh, you know, let's, let's dig into it here a little bit tonight. Um, opening day is, depending on when you listen to this, probably less than 24 hours away. Um and we're coming off the high of the World Baseball Classic. Uh, and man, there was a lot of highs there, a lot of electricity. Me and Mike touched on that a lot last week, CJ. I know that uh, I know that you were, um, you know, pretty enthused about it as well. But coming off that high, opening day coming, man, a lot of good high school baseball around the area too. Mike, we're going to get into that, all of that. So uh, let's let, let's hop into the box here, and the first topic tonight. Let's talk National League. CJ, I know you were hoping for the AL, but... Hey, I'm good with the NL. Yeah, me and Mike are central guys at heart. I know that. So, now, we will start with which of these divisions you think is the best in the National League? Do you think it's the East, the West, or the Central, fellas? I'm going to go with, I think it's the East, um... Simply just because I I really kind of like what the Braves have. Obviously, we know what the Mets did in free agency and whether or not you know that works. Um, Phillies made some moves, and of course, it's just hanging on until Bryce Harper comes back, uh, which is probably not going to be till around the break. Um, you know, I feel yeah, like they're the loaded Marlins, anyway, though. They're loaded anyway. They they are, and I feel like the Marlins are going to probably be a little bit better um, than they were last year. I don't you know I don't think they're probably they're probably. Uh, they're still a sub 500 team, but I still think they're going to be a little bit better. I think just if you look at it from the quality of team standpoint, I think the East is probably going to be the, the deepest in the NL. Yeah, I think you're right, CJ. I mean, I don't think it's really close either. I think the East is by far the best division. Um, when, when you throw in the fact that the fish are a fourth place team with the pitching they have and probably the best starter in baseball in Sandy Alcantara dealing for them, they have a little core, a little, little nucleus. I mean, Granted, they're not on the level of the Braves. They're surely not on the level of, of the Mets and the Phillies either. Like, the Mets with the moves, and Verlander and, Scher- and Scherzer, like you said, CJ. Now, the Diaz injury hurts. That's no doubt going to be a factor. Phillies are just solid, you know, one through nine, that lineup for the most part. And the pitching is pretty good, too. Nola, Wheeler, I mean, they're, they're solid. The Braves are the Braves, too. I mean, Strider's phenomenal. Uh, you know, you got Acuna back and healthy, Albies in that lineup, Olsen maybe getting comfortable in year two. Braves are going to be tough, too. Uh, I think, you know, Mike, you agree with this or you or you, you think the West potentially? I like what they got in Atlanta. I'm with you in the East. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, in, and if you had to say between the other two, I think the West probably – would be, would be ahead of the Central in terms of the power rankings for divisions just due simply to the fact that they still have the Dodgers. And granted, I think the Padres are better than the Dodgers, but that adds depth to that division. The Giants won 110 games two years ago. 
So that's definitely better than the Central, which I'm a fan of. Hey, let, let the Central be the, the weakest uh, division there is. So, But one other thing, though, fellas, this year. See, and I'm, I'm going to push back with schedule, you real quick. The I schedule is now – oh, go ahead. Yeah, go CJ. Yeah, I, I would put the Central actually slightly ahead of the West. Oh, um, really? Yeah, because here's why. Because I, I think you know you got St. Louis and Milwaukee are probably probably going to be your one two in in there, um, but you know your your Pirates should be you know pretty interesting hey, be, to watch. Be, yeah, there you go. You be careful. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be kind of just see how they kind of start out this year and and what you know kind of entails to them. You know, the the Cubs probably should be maybe slightly better. I mean, the Reds are going to be the the this last place in that division just i mean that's just the reality of it but i I look out west and it's the padres and dodgers and then that's really all i see i don't think the diamondbacks are that good the giants to me took two big swings in free agency missed on both and then the rockies i just don't feel like are real good either i I really kind of feel like the west is a two-team thing where you could potentially have three in the central that are that are battling towards the end hmm that's i mean cj i i kind of Love, love where your head's at there in terms of of saying that the Central is tough. I think the Central has more depth. I do think, though, that the West having the Padres and having the Dodgers is just is, – those teams are just more battle-tested and teams with a lot more talent than, say, the other teams that are competing potentially in the Central. Because um, really I think it's the Cardinals' division to lose – I think the Brew Crew finally might be on the outs. Uh, I think if they don't win early, I could see that whole thing getting blown up. Yeah, and that could be interesting because, I mean, you know, the reports came out, but like not even a week ago that, that Burns is not real happy with the organization and kind of seems to, you know, want to be on his way out, which, you know, could could really affect that, that whole blow-up scenario. Seen Burns throughout. Fun to watch. Man, he gets it worse, doesn't he, Mike? It looked good in Cincinnati. Hey, Mike, we know you're a big Reds guy. Yes. Give, give me, give me a little lowdown on what you think on the Reds. I mean, you covering for WVOMO, W <laughs> WMOV. Excuse me. There you go. You got it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You've so, been I mean, what, what do you baseball, thought? Yeah. When I had that show, which I don't anymore, you you were a frequent caller. Hey, yeah. I mean, dude, me, me and Mike talk baseball all the time. All the time. Um, but. Uh, uh, Cincinnati Reds, I, like I've told you several times, caught T.J. Friedel fresh off the Reds' caravan. And he, I'm sure, probably his legs had to be sore. And they make, they make him sit down again as soon as they get off the bus. I don't really get that. And then they got to sit through the presentation and they get back on the bus. Their legs have got to be exhausted. And then, like, what do you think the next week of practice is? Like, love the Reds' caravan. I'm not here to trash the Reds' caravan. <laughs> All of them have caravans, so it's not just the Reds. To the Cincinnati Reds. We hope you come back, and I'm, I'm, we look forward to the Cincinnati Reds caravan coming back. Those guys were amazing. Um, but T.J. Friedel looked happy. He looked confident, and he, he, you know, he had a good season. You know, I mean, not by historical standards, but 240 is not bad these days. And, <laughs> true, um, true. So we got we got him. Um, unfortunately, a couple All Stars traded. You know, like everybody else does. There's not a whole lot back. It's it, Jonathan India, big hopes, some hopes. Uh, he's got. I think he bounces back, Mike. I think India bounces back, especially in Great American Small Park. There you go. Couple of couple of easy ones down the corners there. Get your confidence back, and and you're right in the game. So, I mean, Cincinnati Reds. Hopefully, you can get a fourth place in the Central, and and just maybe win sixty. Eight games. Don't don't win fifty some. Don't 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 lose a hundred. Uh, you can't, I, I, dude. I agree, Mike. That was what I kept hoping for the last few years for the Pirates. Don't lose a hundred. Yeah, and, it, 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 and and I hate to to be this guy, Mike, because I I grew up you know watching the Reds and you know being in the Charleston area, you got a lot of that, and I, I think there's some glimmer with this team. Um, you're going to get to see a lot of the, the, the optimism, the young guys probably this year. I just, I don't think this team's real good. Um, and I think they're going to take some beatings. I honestly, I, I think a hundred losses is probably where they end up. I, I could see like a 62 and 100. One thing I will say though, for the Reds is the young pitching is 
very promising. Lodolo and Green yes. have legit yes. game. How long do you think the Reds hang on to Green? I mean, I think they're going to try and see see it through with them. If they can. Yeah, I think you've got to – unless somebody comes at you with just one of those ungodly packages, I, I you can't really afford to let him go because of how young they are and how much team control you got. And yeah. Lodolo's played better start to finish green probably in spurts. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild. Green last year throws a – there's a no-no and gets beat. He had a ton of Ks. I think he had he had a hundred some Ks. He's he's got an electric fastball. You made the point about Lodolo being a little bit more kind of top throughout consistent, and I think you're right about that. Um, he impresses me a lot. Kept him on the uh, big old keeper fantasy league as well. As a matter of fact, TCU product Nick Lodolo is um, man. I, I think the one thing about the Reds, though, is they're just so young with their offensive core core and that lineup. It's going to take a little while. Now, they've yeah. got a lot of talent. What do you mean? But, I, I appreciate you saying that, but, like, how long has it been taking a little while? I mean, it, young guys mean AAA guys. Okay? Oh, Mike, Mike, it, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's, professional baseball, this is not – like you, you drafted a left tackle and it needs time. It's baseball. Like that just means you have somebody that's going to be playing for the Louisville Bats soon. Play. So you, I mean, you know, and I've been saying this a lot, coaching, Mike. They ask, well, how's that team? And I'm like, man, you play the you play the game of baseball. You don't play the opponent. Not exactly. It's a good way to put it. And, yeah, and, but, and, I, but I truly there is. But I think oh, there is in the pro level, yes, CJ, obviously. Well, 100%. right, but what I'm saying though is, is too is, I, and I think when you get into situations like the Reds are in, you're playing a lot of young guys. You know, you're not seeing a whole lot of Justin Verlanders and Max Scherzers at AAA. Like when you're stepping right, into the right. box with some of those guys, shows the show. Yeah, the show is the show, and I think too is I think you have to balance. Okay, we got to get these young kids at bats and all that, and you just don't have a whole lot of options. But it's it's also how do you keep you know all right keep your confidence up keep doing what you're doing the results will come. That's that's going to be I think the key for the Reds over the next this year and ever really over the next couple of years is with some of these younger players is stay with the process it'll come just stay with it. Yeah, you have to trust it, and sometimes the plan doesn't work, CJ. Let's be real. I mean, uh, no, and it's and it, you yeah, know I know that all too well. Yeah, and it's and I think it's tough. You know, like I said, I, I I like the fact that, you know, really what you've seen out of the Reds the last couple of years is they've they've avoided this fire sell of young talent, right? To just greedy playoff pushing teams. And they've kind of just stayed the path. I think you have to do that and now, especially with some of the young talent you've got that people now know and and let it let it build together, keep that core together, and see what you can do with it. They're um, no, they've never done that. They're not going to do that. I liked Brandon Phillips. He had swag. He was around for a while. You got to be like, if you can be like a Reds lifer, which is not enviable other than the paycheck, then that's fine. But for a majority of guys that are Cincinnati Reds, they're either sent back down to AAA or have a flash. They go elsewhere. Okay, so let me ask you this as a Reds fan, because I've asked this question to, and, to okay, Blaine. Right. Blow your role. I am a Reds – I'm a professional that happens to have to cover the Reds. Okay. okay. I'm not okay. a well, Reds fan. I would like to make that known. That okay. is something <laughs> I would like my name attached to. Okay. Mike, well, Mike, Mike, time out, time out. I have yeah. to ask this question for CJ Askew. Okay. Are you a fan of any team in professional baseball? So do you remember when the Pirates had Alex McHenry? Oh, absolutely! I and do. Andrew McCourt. Remember yes. that, that? Are that, you a Bucko fan, Mike? Remember that team that battled? Oh yeah, that was the last time I really cared about professional baseball. I don't. I wouldn't say I have a team right now. Really? So I can win you back, right? With the Buckos? Uh, no, they, because Root Sports is done. But it's still AT and T. It's different, man. Alex McHenry, I think, is actually on it now. He is absolutely the fort. They, Michael, it's actually Michael. I have to do that. Ah, for crap. But 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 hey, no problem. Mike. The Mike, the fact you brought out McHenry, I give you credit for he that. Played but. with a ton of heart. Nobody's gonna say he's the greatest slugger in the history of the uh, game. Never really even an everyday guy. 
No, but I but loved him. You're right. Play it hard. Strong, Mike. Strong coming with the fort, buddy. You I did not. It. You did not expect a Michael McHenry mention. I did not. I did not. Um, and I did, did not, not have that on the bingo one. card. No, I wish you did we would have. He's no, a great. He's a great studio analyst, by the way. The fort is. That being said, no, the Pirates probably cannot win me back. The Cincinnati Reds probably can't either. Nor can a pitch <laughs> clock. Nor can goddamn Shohei Itani, aka Jesus himself. You know what he can? You know what can though? What? Gatorades for mom. That's coming later in the show. Just a t- <laughs> Becky win you ever. Okay. All right. Carry on. Carry on. Hey, hey, CJ, real quick yeah. here. You, you've been you just talked up the Reds big time, buddy. So well, who, I, who are you taking? Are you taking the Pirates or the Reds? In the to win, I think he's going to see the way CJ's talking. The Reds are going all the way. No, <laughs> God, no. Um, I, I'm going to say this now. I, I think the Reds finished dead last in the division. Okay, uh, I love it. All right, I've got the Cubs at four, and then the Pirates at three. Do you think the Brew Crew is going to hang around this year? I, yeah, I, I just I think they've got one last push in them if they can keep everybody somewhat locked in. It, it, the question for them is going to be early. I think you're right in that um, with with the whole Burn saga. You know, Brandon Rudruff, Willie Adamas. Those are the three I think that end up if end up being moved if this thing goes south. Um, but I just I I feel like maybe that clubhouse is is strong enough to kind of unite through all of that. Um, and give it one more push. I mean, I think you're. Pro- I think you're probably safer betting that than betting them to fall apart. But I'm. I'm just kind of throwing frisky. So, I. I, I kind of think the Brew Crew this year might hit the injury bug, might not win a few games they should win. Maybe the bullpen starts falling apart a little bit now that Hater's not there. Granted, Devin Williams is phenomenal at that back end, but. Uh, who knows, man? I think – now, does anybody think the Cardinals don't win the division? Uh, Mike, you're, you're there with us there, right? The Cincinnati the, – the, sorry, the, the Cincinnati Cardinals. The St. Louis <laughs> – uh, yeah, I got a good team, man. Goldschmidt can play the baseball. Yeah, and so can Arenado at the corner. Yeah, yeah sure. and, I, and I think it's, it, it's kind of cool, and I, I saw this today. Um, Jordan Walker is going to be – like yep. the second youngest player since 1900 to start on opening day. Yeah, 20 years old. Like I think the only youngest one was. It was a. It was a really. Steve Carlton. Wow. Yeah. Wow. By like 200 some days. The guy's a Hall of Famer too. So. Yeah, but I, I think the big question for me with, um, you know, with with St. Louis is going to be kind of interesting. You know, they don't have Yadier, um, right. which was a, a big part of them. And then I think the Wainwright injury, um, I, I, I'm not going to say it hurts him, but you got to wonder, can, can you can you get him back somewhat quickly at 40 years old? Like, how long does that, that soft, tif, t- soft tissue injury linger? That, to me, is going to be kind of an interesting question. Yeah, but, but, you know, it is interesting. But the only thing about that is, though, CJ, and I'll, and I'll – say this candidly is like who's truly in this division playing with him if Flaherty's back he's supposed to start game two for them this year he was a stud I mean you get him back doing he's doing potential off injury that's a big thing but he's got a big frame big arm you think he would you think he'd come back Halsey was a phenomenal in that bullpen um Michaelis looked solid in the world baseball classic Montgomery was you know about Jordan Montgomery CJ, oh his yeah, run that he's had Monty. I mean, he's and he feels like a cardinal. Like they've got really good left-handed pitching. Their bullpen is still pretty solid. Like that might be their weakness, though. Their bullpen. Yeah. Well, and then they always seem to have that kid that comes yeah. up. Well, <laughs> the Cardinals, have... Cardinals are going to figure it out. Let's be real. Yeah, and then they always have that kid who comes up from AAA in like June who just lights the world on fire. And we didn't even mention Edmund, who's pretty solid too. I mean. The, the you know maybe no, not having Yachty could be a difference behind the plate. I mean Wilson Contreras, I don't think defensively is what Yachty is, but offensively he's pretty pretty good. You know, I, well I think offensively it's an upgrade over. Unfortunately, Yachty just wasn't the same hitter the last part of his career, and that's you know age and and all of that. 
Um, so I think it's an upgrade there, but I, I do think they lose something a little bit there defensively. And also now for the first time in what feels like a hundred years, uh, that that's somebody else working with the pitching staff. Like it, it's going to, I think, have a little bit of a different feel. Yeah, it definitely is. He was a calming influence. I mean, a guy knew the game. You didn't try to run on him even as he got older. I mean, Yadier's a goat for a reason. And some yeah. people try to say he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Get oh, out yeah. of here. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, real quick before we finish up the Central and we get to talking about moms bringing Gatorades. I know Mike's ready for this. I, I'm ready for it, too. Um, Gave it a lot of thought throughout the week. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> we do have one more thing to talk about with the Central here. And that is, CJ, I got to ask you, candidly, if I throw this out here, do you think I'm absolutely delusional? The Pirates could finish in second place in the NL Central. I think you're a little delusional. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right, so who has a better chance to finish in second, the Cubs or the Pirates? I'm going to say the Cubs just because of what they did to kind of bolster their their starting rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added some more talent in the batting lineup. Um, I, I don't I don't know if they're quite ready to compete yet, but I, to me, I would take them as a as a better to finish second than the Pirates. Okay, so, I think you're falling you, chalk there a little bit, but that's fine. So you're just you're just ice cold on Milwaukee. I am, Mike. I am. I think they find a lot of ways to win, and sometimes some years you don't. Maybe the injuries hit you a little bit. Yelich is hot and cold. And and Rowdy Telez, you know, is a very capable bat in that lineup. But they're just not what they – they're not the same team that they were, right? I don't think the Brew Crew is. And I think they're pitching, you know, in the back ends. The bullpen's not what it was. So, I – I think they might fall apart. And I truly do think the Pirates have upgraded, guys. Just hear me out on this real quick. You, you, you add a G-Man Choi, Carlos Santana to first base when you had nothing, right? You've got Cruz now playing a full year and his amazing talent. And that's been just bona fide. I don't think anybody can argue that. You Brian Hayes hitting the baseball with authority in spring training. Second in, exit, in average exit velo in spring training at bats at 98.1. Now, I know guys are playing the World Baseball Classic. That's hitting the ball hard. I think he, Brian Hayes, in his third year, is about to have a big season for the Buccos. Great defensively as well. You know, you added Andrew McCutcheon back in the lineup. I think that's a boost just for everybody in the team. There's some good young pitching. Reynolds is a very good, capable center fielder who's very good offensively. So I mean, you I, think I, he's going to be there past the trade deadline? They're trying to work on a deal for him right now. I was saying because there was a lot of smoke about three weeks ago. He wanted out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, not more. It was longer than three weeks ago. He's been committed well, to spring training. I mean, it's it, back in like December. Yeah, okay, he obviously here, went out then. Here's my question: If you're the Pirates, if you were in that front office, if you get a pretty good deal for him, do you pull the trigger? When on Reynolds, if if you get a way to kind of strengthen your farm system even a little bit more, do you pull the trigger? I think it depends on what's going on and where they're at negotiations-wise. Because, I mean, if you can lock Reynolds up for a solid four to five years on a good deal, I think you do that. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying if somebody comes calling with a with a pretty decent offer and you're not sure you can get him long-term, I, to me, I think you got to pull the trigger. Uh, and that question will be out there throughout the entire season, I'm sure, for them. 100%. 100%. I mean, that's going to be a question. They're always going to have to answer that. I mean, until he makes it through the deadline, there's going to be, you know, Brian Reynolds trade rumors, unless the team's winning and they're trying to make a move and trying to maybe add to their team, potentially. So I think that a lot hinges on that. I do like Bedner at the back end to CJ, and they had some pretty good uh, work out of the rotation there in the last month. So I'm high on the Pirates. I like Garland, Carlin Garcia. I guess I'm just riding the high of early season waves here and the feel good with Kutch coming back. But, you know, baseball, you got to be optimistic, right? <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got a chance when they put up the bunting in the ballpark, fellas, you know, opening day. So we, we talked about the central enough. Um, 
Mike, go ahead and introduce the topic number two. Bring it for us, buddy. All right, so uh, Blaine and I were talking last week. This is a dilemma that hits coaches probably more than players, but to an extent, players. It's it's when, you know, it's like fourth inning. You need a water or a Gatorade. Your parents are at the game. Let's say this is high school, maybe even middle school, just a competitive level of the sport. Is it still acceptable to motion to your parents to bring you drinks alongside? No other sport does it. You can't go up to a basketball bench and hand your kids stuff. Can't do it in football. People do it all the time in baseball. Is it okay? If you're a coach setting the tone, setting the culture, what's the deal with Gatorades from mom? I'm gonna I want to hear CJ. I want to hear this. Okay. I, I, I'm going to go a little old school. Okay. Make sure to pack your own crap, man. Be ready to go. When you hit that dugout, be ready to go. That's right, CJ. How many? How? What are you bringing to the game? What? What? What are you? What are? You, what are you coming prepared with? Oh, I usually showed up. A couple bottles of water. A couple bottles of Gatorade. Water them down a little bit. A little too much sugar for me, uh, especially around the sixth inning. Any Kit Kats or anything? Snickers? Nothing. Uh usually peanuts or sunflower seeds. Nothing. Or or you know the occasional big league chew. There you go. That's that's the stuff. Had that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Patrol in center field, tucked into the back pocket. Hell yeah. CJ came to play. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I, man. Once I once I stepped onto the field for warmups, I was locked in. There, there was no more anything. I, I was fully locked in and engaged. I mean, that's what you want. I don't I, know. That's just I the mean, way I was, man. Yeah. I'm old school, man. If if you didn't bring it with you, then you're stuck drinking out of that, you know, water picture thing that may have not gotten refilled after the last game. Now, here's a question. If mom brings Gatorade up to bench, is that okay? The motioning toward mom to get Gatorade, I think I'm kind of like, nah, we need to be locked in on the game. All right, either way, the, either way it goes down, the deal that the handoff doesn't matter. The, your mom walking up to the dugout with Gatorade and interacting with you. I mean, probably she's just giving you the Gatorade, but in general, like, is, is it okay for parents to come up to the dugout? Well, now, now here's my question. Are, are we, are we putting an age limit on this? Like, no, it's, it's a competitive levels of the sport. So everything probably above eight years old. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you. I bring your crap. Be ready to go. I love above eight by CJ. CJ doesn't even. He's like <laughs> he's, he's like literally nine, ten year old. No, you you better bring that uh, big league chew green apple flavor, or you don't get it for the game. Hey, I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying. You know, my my, I mean, my 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 boy is is playing baseball, and you know he's, uh, you know, teaching him, dude, man. If you if you think you're gonna need it, make sure it's in the bag. If not, I see you when the game's over. All right, so CJ, this is what I've been thinking about all week. Let me ask you this: your co- your kid's coach throws them behind the dish. It's ninety five degrees out, <laughs> and his pitcher can't throw a strike, and he's sweating through his uniform probably more than he ever has in his entire life. Is it okay for you as a dad to jump in there and supply some H two O? Okay, so you're. I'm coaching at this point. No, you are the dad in this situation. After laying down the gauntlet of pack your own crap or you're drinking. (laughs) At that point, I will start yelling at the coach, man. Put somebody in and throw damn strikes. Let's get the hell out of this inning. I'm just saying. I think catchers, you got to have a little different policy. I'd agree okay. with that, Mike. Okay, and you, know what, and, that. and you know what? And you know what? That that might be fair, and that that because that was a tough one for me being left-handed. Uh, was only behind the dish like once or twice in my career. I don't think glad it was only that. Don't take um, the issues. Yeah, out. I'm I, I'm going to say this right now. I'm glad it was only once or twice. Um, yeah, the, the the those are called the tools of ignorance for a reason. Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but that's also too. I think you know, as, as 
you know, as a coach, you got to be smart enough to realize that kind of day, man, we, we got to do something here. Get the hell out of this inning. You're not wrong. That, 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 <laughs> but, but, but that, that is obnoxious, right? But it happens in baseball all the time. I agree though. Everybody is a catcher. Everybody is always like, get in front of it, get in front of it. How about don't throw it in the fucking ground? Yeah. You know, don't throw it 20 never, feet and expect me to hit the dirt. Yep. Yeah. Let's, Let's try and be around the radius, right? And, and the, but, but, but my, be around other, the dish, you know. Make competitive pitches and give the catcher a chance. You know, that's, that's all you can ask for. Um, my, my other though, my other amendment though too is the pitcher. If he's throwing well, he can get whatever he wants. He, he can have he can order pizza. I do not care <laughs> if he is if he is in a groove. He's doing his thing. Whatever it takes. His parents can come up. Catchers, pitchers, and if it's exceptionally hot. I have policy. That's my rules for moms at the dugout. But if it's 55 degrees, my kid's playing left. Now. <laughs> See, now, and I, and I will say, because I, 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 oh. I can appreciate the, you know, 95 oh. is sweating, because I had a great. year. That's great, by the way. We, we had a year where we had black hats, black jerseys, black pants. That crap is no fun when it is 98 degrees outside, and you have a pitcher who can't find the zone. Yeah, awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have well, unfortunately and, endured some of those. Can you imagine now? Kids are going to be playing on AstroTurf, field turf, a lot more than they are. Look how much more more heat that is. I think, hey, here, here's policy on, on Gatorades at the dugout. Okay. In my opinion, you can bring them over, but it is Gatorades given, and you get it, and you go back into the dugout. You are not talking to mom and dad. They want to supply with Gatorade. That's fine. Quick word. Hey, blah. Boom. Whatever. Whatever they can say to you as they're handing you the Gatorade, that's it. Then we're moving on. I'm okay with that. I would prefer you drink the water. I would prefer you have the Gatorade before you. But if it's a situation where they need a Gatorade, all right. But nothing more than a quick one word, two word, and you're out. In and out type thing. We don't need to be sitting there having conversations. I like that you included two words. Because sometimes if your family member is also into baseball, maybe you've been working on something and it, it, you can translate yeah, it. 100%. And so it might be a mantra that you've talked about and it helps to hear it from a parent, yep. but real quick and you're back, you're back to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Cause I've had to do that with Timothy a couple of times where it's, he comes back after a bat at bat, you know, it's usually just like a hand signal to him, you know, chin up, you know, remember what we worked on and, and tell him to get back into it. Um, and it's gotten a little bit better because, you know, as they're younger, it's a lot more emotional for them. But Oh, dude, I don't know if, you, if you've ever seen me play ball. It's, it's Well, I, it, it took me a second to remember because when he first started out, I mean, he was like six or seven. Like a strikeout was like some like he came back crying like somebody shot his dog. Well, I would cry too if somebody <laughs> shot my dog, CJ. Well, okay. I know, but it's just it it and so you know, um, but he's just no, got order, you know, it's kinda 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 stuck it in there and you know, like I said, sometimes it'll he'll look at me and it's just a quick, you know give him that thumbs up, like keep 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 digging, keep working. Yeah, hey so. CJ, you're gonna have to tell us because we can't see you right now. So yeah, you're gonna <laughs> said, quick quick you know, quick thumbs up or I'll make a quick gesture with my hands, usually like pull the hands back hey get your hands back get loaded um you know just just little things like that you know but you know because to me if if the coach is doing his job then i don't have to do a whole lot mine's just to be there for encouragement and then work with him outside of practice and all that right absolutely hey i I do like mike and cj you both like hey man i agree with this i think baseball i mean think about these pros that have their you know own have kidding coaches that are, you know, even secondary to the hitting coach. I mean, different styles, and everyone kind of has a way to work through things. So it's always good to kind of maybe have someone say something to you or, or just say something like, hey, say back. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a nice little thing to say to somebody, like, especially in the high school level, because that's the biggest thing. Hitters staying back. If hit, The good hitters are the ones that stay back. Yeah, well, and it's – in, in it's baseball, one of those – baseball is is a very humbling sport in that you know even the guys that are at the peak are still failing seven times out of ten like 
that to me is just like even more just incredible that you think guys that are in the Hall of Fame failed seven out of ten times. Like, he, he, that's just crazy. It's tough. And, and it's it's an emotionally absolutely brutal sport. And here's the problem with Gatorades next to the dugout is people abuse freedom. That's it, it's, you it's are a, right, Mike. Like you said, the quick word can become a quick couple of words, and then you're down a lot, or you're up a lot, and then it becomes way too comfortable. So that's the kind of the coach's dilemma with this whole thing. Well, and here's and here's the other thing I've that drives me crazy. And, and Mike, you may agree on this is parents want to be coaches at the game, but then when you ask for volunteers to help, they're nowhere to be found. That's a good point. Like you want to be involved. You want to help. All right, cool. Then, then be here and help. Don't just show up on game day and think you're going to hijack what we got going on. Siege, are you coaching? Uh, I am not, unfortunately, with, with Timothy being in New Jersey and me being in North Carolina, I do not have the opportunity to, to help coach his teams anymore. I, I do miss it, though. I really do. I got your are – you, are, you, are you a big fundamentals guy? Yes. All about the fundamentals. All about the fundamentals. If you do it, do it the right way, results will come. That's right. Well, especially in baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's repetition. That's, that's how you get better. You know, if you have enough of them, you know, and then you got to replicate them in the game. But, man, fellas, I, I love the fact that we, we got into this. And, and we didn't actually get to the point that we were trying to get to, which I think is something that's very interesting. And that interaction that you have, if a scout is there or if a college coach is there, that is noted. The well, Louisiana coach, yeah. What do you mean? Mom and dad come up the dugout. You know, sometimes there's kind of that. Uh, you know, the, Tony, que- the, que- the, the Tony question is, is how how locked in and how committed are you? Yeah, exactly. And there's you know the quote here by old coach here at Louisiana Raging Cajuns, Tony Rubichuk. Or I, man, I don't know how you say that guy's name, but said essentially, hey, man, we want guys that drink out of the water hose in the third inning, not asking from mommy and daddy to go come, come get them a Gatorade. And that guy ended up winning, you know, Sunbelt Coach of the Year four times. Yeah, but what about, what, about, what about the guy that says, I don't want to get malaria, and he just goes out there <laughs> and drinks his mom's Gatorade and chucks anyway? True. I, I think you probably give that guy Gatorade. You know. Different strokes for different folks. True. Old school versus new school. I mean, ultimately, it's based on performance. And I mean, I, I've gotten a Gatorade from my dad. I don't know what to tell you. I've done it. Hey, Mike. I'm yeah, with I you. mean, I don't think any of us can, can't say you. we haven't done it. You know, you <laughs> you you don't get the bag reloaded, but but <laughs> to me, why. it's kind of one of those things, man. When when, when you when you cross that line. I want you. I want you locked in. I want you here. I do too, and that—that's a problem with baseball. Is like, if you get on a good team, everybody's locked in, and it's fun. But you can get on a bad club, and that's a long season. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, unfortunately, kind of, kind of been a part of some of those, and then some you know, lean but... years and cross lanes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cross, well. See, when I went to cross lanes, we didn't have a baseball team, so I was playing more, you know, county stuff and that kind of thing. But, you know, it it's still one of those things, like, and I, because I've been on some good teams, I've been on some bad teams, I've been on some mediocre teams, like, and it, and it is, and it does get tough. I mean, I, we had one year where we weren't real good to start out the year, and we had some kids leave, you know, mid year. Um, you know, ended up seeing one of them in the all-star games and I may or may not have thrown at him, but. <laughs> oh, why you know, going hardball and admitting that statute of limitations are up? Statue, statue of limitations are up. He decided to go play, you know, with Spring Hill and yeah, I, I made sure in the first <laughs> inning to set the tone. It's going to be like that guy that plunked Bryce Harper. Who was that? I honestly don't know, Mike. Remember the welcome to the league, Bryce.
That freaking jerk Cole Hamels, but CJ, like, if you don't watch, it's kind of going to be like that situation when he, like, plunked Bryce Harper. Like, just, just, it was unintentional. It got away from you. Um, no, it was, it it was, it was throwing, throwing, throwing it to hip. It was. Try to help you, man. You're never going to be able to throw in the TVAC ever again. Well, you know. The WVCAT or whatever like Christian stuff. I don't know what it is. Well, the cat, the cat but, turned. But you know what? At least the kid didn't, you know, pull a Bryce Harper and end up stealing home on me. It wasn't good enough. I had a kid ask to steal home. <laughs> we'll just... we, had a kid ask, we had a kid ask to steal home. Um, but I, I will tell you guys, um, man, I feel like, CJ, you got a little Cole Hamels in you, buddy. That feels about right to I... me. I, I pitched kind of when it had to happen. I was definitely more of a outfield guy, center fielder, but pitched when I had to. And Just saying setting the tone like that. You know? Well, I mean, you know, it was – he he kind of left us unceremonially, no heads up, no nothing, just bounced, and it didn't sit well. And some of my teammates were on that all-star team, and I kind of made the conscious decision I was going to do it. And – I did it on my own. I will flat admit that. Man, yeah. But, you really? know, it, to me, it was, you know, matters, you know, of, pr- ma- matters of principle. Like, I don't care yeah, if the team's not good, man. You stick to your commitment. And he didn't. I, and I also I also see a little Doc Ellis in you, CJ. But see, this is you also, know. but see, we're also talking about this is back when baseball was allowed to kind of police itself and you didn't have all this. Stupid I feel like it's player. a little better now. Well, yeah, you're right. It is kind of this pitch clock, not this. Uh, man, I saw this weekend, though, fellas, by the way, a uh, a guy get called for maybe out because the pitcher got on the rubber with nine seconds and the batter was, like, in the box but not in the box, and they called him out at eight seconds. And it was like, what? Like, that that cannot happen in real baseball games. Like, the umpires cannot enforce that. Like, wait, wait until you get wait until you get into the dog days of August. You work for a professional baseball team, and 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 you're 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 about to ten forty five. There was a rain delay. It's the bottom of the sixth. You, you, we'll see how you feel about pitch clocks. <laughs> I know, Mike. I do feel you on that, but like it just depends. Like right now, I agree with you, but it's the first week and a half of baseball. We're, we are a week and a half through high school. We are not even that deep into. What is a, a lengthy season of baseball? A lot of baseball. Well, yeah, and, and, and here's my question. Is this going to be one of those things like the the play clock in football where, you know, the umpire sees it, looks down, and, you know, if the ball – like what happens when that first time that gets missed by like a half second or a second and you're going to have people go freaking through the roof over stupid nonsense? I mean, they are going to go through the roof. They are absolutely I mean, going to go through the roof. I oh, mean, man. or or you end up in a situation where, what was it, like the first week of spring training where, you know, the guy for the Braves gets called out on a bases-loaded situation in the bottom of the ninth. Now you're going to freaking extras, and you lose. The manager's going to lose his absolute nonsense in a press conference, which is going to be fantastic television, but... <laughs> Starts in a week. They, they, could, they could just hurry up. I mean, what what is it that takes them so long? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, there's there is a there's a happy medium, right? Like I, I, calling a batter out with only eight seconds. That's not where we need to be. Having a clock okay. on guys and, and what about a just step in and out? I'm okay with that. Like what what about? And I guess you couldn't really enforce this if you got two on you. But what about a strike? Say that again. What if is it a strike and then he just had two on him, or is it is it just an automatic out? What you're talking about, like fouling pitches off? I'm talking about the pitch clock when it was enforced and the guy was called. Oh yeah, I think it was literally a. I believe there was two strikes on. Yeah, it was like a two-two count or something. So it's it's counted as a strike. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't like that. Well, well, see, let me let me ask you this, and because I don't, you guys may not have seen it, but there was a guy that you know called the timeout. Scherzer literally never even unsets, and as soon as the guy gets back in and looks at him, he's firing. Like, 
to me, I'm going, okay, well, that's all well and good, except for the fact now that you've just now put the hitter at a massive disadvantage because the pitcher can never, doesn't have to unset if he calls timeout. Like, to me, that's just like you're, you're setting up for more potential issues than anything else because then you're going to have somebody going, well, wait, hold up a second. You know what? I'm with you, CJ. I mean, I just don't understand this whole eight second acknowledging the pitcher nonsense. If the clock is the clock and I'm ready to hit or not ready to hit, don't call me out because of it. Like, that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, because this is the way way I've always thought about it. I mean, once a guy steps in a box, whether he's looking at me or not, he's ready. Uh, If if I'm ready to go, let's go. 100%. 100% CJ. We don't acknowledge each other. We're in the box. You own the box. Like, that's your box. You know, and that's – he's yeah, trying to get and, you out. And, like, come on, where are we at? Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I'm all for finding ways to kind of, you know, speed things up because, you know, it, it. you had some games that were getting kind of lengthy, but I just feel like all of this was done to support These a crowd that, that doesn't care anyway. Like, it, it's, it's yeah. not going to be your – typical baseball fan that's still tuned like that's going oh there's a pitch clock now i'm going to tune in there there's those those people still aren't really watching true but i will say speeding up the game some might get people that like the game of baseball but have just if the game's too long for them to watch might they might watch more of it now which I is mean, a don't, good get, don't don't get me wrong i mean you know an eight o'clock sunday night baseball game being done by 10 10 30 is kind of nice i'm not up till 1 a.m in the morning but at the same time, I also know what I'm getting into on a Sunday night game. I, I, I mean, dude, <laughs> the beauty of the game is that the game has no time, you know, and now the game, the game is timeless, you know, and now not only just, you know, but now we literally put a pitch clock in the sport. It's just, I don't know, fellas. I don't know. That one's tough, but I will say the bigger bases don't necessarily – hate that altogether. I don't know what y'all's feelings are on it. I'm, I'm a ready golfer. All right. I'm a ready baseball player. I want to get these things down to an hour 45. <laughs> Mike, we want to enjoy it a little bit, right? Uh, I mean, how? Let, let, for, for example, would you want the Mountaineer football games to take an hour 45? Recently, the last couple of years, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was a loaded question, Blaine. <laughs> that was. You're right. You're right. All right. We'll, we'll get off that. But anyway, okay. I feel you. I mean, speeding it up is good. But it the spring training games were, were less time than college basketball. So, right. In some conference. Which, which, is not, which is not a compliment to college basketball. Agreed, Mike. Agreed. Not a compliment, but too many compliment. Too many commercials. And I mean, this is the case in the NBA too. The NBA is just people don't care, so it's always long. Um, just, just the hand checks are not fouls. Dif- different subject, but too many whistles, way too many. Yeah, absolutely. And and but today we're talking about baseball and all of the nuances to the game. And this is only, but this is just a, a, pers- a broadcaster's perspective. It literally means I have to do more work. So that's the difference. It's true. There yeah, is more no, rules I, for these guys I, to explain. Because as, as a fan, it's more beers. And yeah. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're... See, okay, I feel you, Mike. You, you're coming around a little bit here. I'm yeah, starting you're, to get where you're coming from. I've never looked at it from like a drinking beers perspective. <laughs> Just enjoying the game, you know what I mean? That, like the the amount of time a pitch clock makes the game speed up is probably worth a tall Miller Lite you'd buy at the ballpark or an icy light if you're out of, at, at PNC, whatever the case may be, wherever you are. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. There's probably at least one less beer that you – have a chance to, to get now. And that's only if you drink like a fucking pussy. <laughs> that's only if you drink like a lightweight. Yes, Mike. That's how we say it on the porch. I'm sorry. I think. Or, I, or, or if you're drinking at Yankee Stadium where it's ungodly. I mean, so what is games taking two and a half hours? I mean, usually games, what, 315? I mean, come on. I'm excited for that, though. That's good. 
it's a good thing. Drink faster. <laughs> yeah, that's not, but they are very expensive in the ballpark. So. Not, not if you, not if you. Well, and maybe, maybe we're mildly. Okay, and, no, that's no, true. and the pitch clock doesn't apply, so I don't know. Oh, it should there. That's they have that backwards. Because you want you want more you want more major league less of of that so that would they, right they don't they're not valuing the product accurately no not at all and hey by the way college is actually going with the kind of valuing their product and trying to kind of mimic major major league with pitch clock as well saw that this weekend like I don't mind that you know. I think that's a good thing. And guys, I got to tell you, excited for kind of the way uh, the team up north in Morgantown has been playing. They look pretty good. That Weatherhole kid is is absolutely smashing the baseball. They're uh, playing Marshall on Tuesday night. See how that goes. And then they come back for a game at Gomar Park on Wednesday, April the 5th. They're still ranked, right? They are ranked. Oh, Twenty-four. Yeah, ranked. Yep. Like, and that weekend to, series over Xavier. Am I supposed to talk about teams like working hard to get to Gelmart? I think you do. I think you gotta but go the, for good times. It literally go for Gomart to try and get to Gomart Park for the state championship. It line. sounds like 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 what to like get beef jerky like and they've made it to Gomart. They're going to Gomart. Like that's not like that doesn't sound fun. That's not like you accomplished a dream. That's just like something you're probably gonna do anyway. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, it just didn't work. I tried it; it didn't work. It, I know you have plenty of time though. They term it's not till June, okay? Still time to. Yeah, you, you got you got some time to work on the call. All right, that's what it is. Hey, so you're in. Speaking of uh, Gomar Park, there, Mike. I know you watch a few games this week. Uh, the first. Metro news poll came out. What what are our thoughts here? You know, let's clue CJ back in here on the Valley. All right, so here's the deal. Blaine, you're a coach. I'm not a coach. I'm a broadcaster, so I'm going to homer very hard. Uh, I think Wahama's the number one team in the state. I think they have a ton of talent back. Aaron Henry is insanely talented at shortstop. Bryce Zuspin's an all-stater. And Trey Olinger can pitch really well also. They're like all – mid to low 80s guys and then Zuspin's more of a junk baller but he's nasty so they they I think have the most star power in the state and I, I think this season and, and they should have won last year it was it was a really weird situation so mm-hmm. I think they'll get back and they'll finish this season I got Wahama they were ranked third that's not egregious I'm not mad at it but I do think they're the best team in class single A Triple A Spring Valley. We saw them. They looked really, really good. They looked like they did things the right way. Probably, if I'm looking up and down the state, number one might be a little rich for my blood right now. Uh, Probably have them six or seven, but they're playing really good baseball right now. I liked what I saw. Um, And then Double A Logan. I'm not debating that. Can't. No, no. I mean, they're they're pretty stout, as always. Like Logan's phenomenal baseball team. I will tell you, number four in Double A, Shady Springs, very very talented team. Um, stay back, they hit the ball pretty well. Gave them some runs in that game. Uh, my squad did, um, but at the same time, pretty pretty good team. Uh, they're in Shady Springs. They're in Class Double A. I will also say too, Nicholas County sitting at ten, very fundamental team. Had pretty good pitching that night. Uh, when we played them in the opener, they're very good, too, at number 10. Um, Mike, I agree with you about Spring Valley at number one. Seems a little high to me, but they do do a lot of things right. And, man, got a, a six-hole hitter. Wagner hits a home run off a of hop, bringing it in the upper 80s. That was that was pretty impressive. Um, that was a shot. That was a yeah. shot. And their pitch was good, and they did play very well defensively. Yeah, it's just when you're talking number one in the state, you're talking about a team that a majority of teams are going to show up and get their ass whipped. And I, I think they were very good. I just, I, I think they'll be in a lot of dog fights this year. 
I'd agree. MSC Hurricane sitting there. Now, granted, they four and two, but number four. Hurricane lost to Ripley this Saturday. Yeah, Ripley sitting at number nine at four and one. Pretty good program they're, they're traditionally gonna as well. They're, they're going to battle. They're going to be there. Yeah, Bridgeport hasn't played a game yet, you know, and they are still sitting at seven. So some respect given to Bridgeport. There. And I'm glad I'm glad we brought up Ripley, and because this is something I like every single sport. It's not just a baseball concept. I talked to their coach this week, and every single co- good coach I've ever heard has said this. He said, and they, they played Logan Hurricane this week. He said he schedules hard early in the year, every single year, because it makes them better. And and I've never heard a good coach tell me anything different. Yep. Well, hard. I don't care who you are. 100%, Mike. I mean, I think that's especially um, in high school. And, Mike, you know, you, you're talking about all these good high school programs and good scheduling, right? I will say real quick, you know, watch out in single A for the Crusaders, Greater Beckley, Greater Beckley Christian. Got a good little lineup, Mike. Been playing a lot of good double-A squads. Very excited to see where this team kind of goes. Um, are, are you a first-base coach or a third? I, I coach first. Nice. Help out with some hitting and, and feel, you know, kind of – I get to talk to guys after they get on base. You know, I like that. Little, little knuckles. Oh, yeah. You know, telling everybody, you know, kind of talking, letting them know what's going on. You know, it's, it's, it's a good time over there. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Hey, but I'll tell you this, very, very quality team. You know, quality team, kind of watch out. And, um, Mike, I will say this, too. You know, we were talking about single-A baseball, and you talked about Waham and how talented they are. Also, you got to watch out for Catholic. You do, yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna small ball you. They've got the Coco, they've got a young freshman uh, that they're real high on as well. So you got to watch out for them, and they find ways to win games. They, they do. really, they, they, they really, really bunt, do. Big, big bunters. Yeah, I mean, hey, small ball wins at this level. If you can lay down bunts. Sometimes people throw the ball around. It's tough. I mean, like, yeah, a lot can go wrong charging a bunt field and throwing it to first, like you said, especially in high school. Well, I mean, hey, because you got to make them do three things there. Not always easy. Mm-mm. Not always easy. A lot of threes in baseball. A lot of threes. We seem to come to that a lot. You know? Guys, I'm ready for episode three of, uh, let me... I mean, we're on the porch talking baseball, but I think we need to get a name for this. We'll have to come up with a little meeting on the mound, maybe a little B.O.B. I don't know. We got got some ideas. We can can talk about Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way, found the the old squeeze Gatorade, but in a much larger container. It was a win with some lemon lime. Pretty good. By the way, Mike, DJ, mm-hmm. you guys have not had lemon lime and Modelo. Give that a try. Pretty good. I'm seeing a Modelo commercial right now on ESPN. The Gator, not bad. Not bad. Not confusing the Florida Gators either. So, yeah. SEC baseball, pretty good. Because I'm, I continually want to keep talking about baseball, but I know it's time to go. I know it's time to go. We're rounding third heading for home. And, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come to you guys for episode three next time, y'all. Have to take it easy.